Do you guys like testimonies? I like testimonies. We are a house of healing, and that comes from testimonies a lot of times because it means do it again. That's a lot of times what it means. And I'm up here worshiping. You guys will see me sometimes on my knees a lot of times um, because that's where I end up. Um, I worship with my kids. We bribe them. There's no... There's no hiding that. Um, we did get that from Bill Johnson. It's not my idea. Um, and his kids are doing pretty well. Um, but it does become real eventually. Um, and so I'm up here just talking to him. And I don't know if you guys could feel the difference up here. Um, but there was a difference in presence up here. This is what we would call the Shekinah glory or the felt presence of God. He's always with us. But sometimes you can feel it, right? Because if a God that makes us, oftentimes he can affect us physically. He kind of knows, right? The one that makes the eye can see. The one that makes the ears can hear. Um, so we're up there, and I'm telling him that. I say, hey, guys, you know this feeling? This feeling is what we would call the Shekinah glory. Get used to it. It'll help you kind of know what his voice sounds like and stuff like that. Just a little bit ago, my daughter, Natalie, so I have four kids. Um, she's my second oldest. She's six. She comes to me. She goes, Dad, Dad, come here. I go, what? She goes, Jesus, he just showed up to me. He just stood right there by the corner. So he was standing right here. I said, what did he look like? Because I know better, right? <laughs> what did he look like? And this is what she said. She goes, he had brown hair. He had, she's like, so white shirt. I was like, she couldn't quite figure out. I was like, was it long? She's like, yeah, it was long. Because it's often a robe, right? Kids don't know how to like, we don't usually wear robes a lot of times. Um, I said, what was his eyes? What color were his eyes? She's like, she thought about it. She's like, they kept changing colors. I was like, that's my Jesus, right? Because his eyes are like fire, right? Um, so worship was awesome. I enjoyed it. Uh, Dan, with your announcement, it reminded me of one of my favorite things that God has been speaking to me about recently is I'm reading a book. If you want to know the book, come talk to me afterwards. But I'm going to read a little bit from it, um, just a short little excerpt, and then um, jump right in. It has to do with time. Um, it says this, so... Jesus is speaking. This is somebody recounting their encounter with Jesus. Um, and it's talking about us, talking about the church. He says, please tell them that I love them, that I miss them. You know how much I love them. Oh, how I long to spend time with them. If they only realized how short an hour or an hour and a half is here in my father's house. I long to be with them and I long for them to be with me. Please tell them to worship the Father and me in spirit and truth. It is important. I do so want to bless them. But they do not position themselves to receive. They do not stay in my presence long enough to experience the Holy Spirit fully. They miss so many healings, blessings, revelations, and outpourings of the Father's love Please tell them to wait. Be patient. If they just wait on the Lord, I will renew their strength. Oh, my precious son, please tell them the time is short. I love that. I love that. This is but a vapor. Let's make the most of it. Right? In this house, we're just one part of the big seed church. Right? But we are a house that believes in healing. We're a house of faith. And we're moving into that. This, this is a new season that we're, bringing it, we're going into, right? Just because the seasons aren't changing outside doesn't mean the seasons don't change in here, right? And um, when Dan asked me 
to speak about healing and to speak during the service, obviously I was honored. Um, and the thing that I talked about it has been the theme throughout this whole thing is faith. The whole morning, what you believe, it changes everything, right? And so we're going to jump in a little bit. It goes back to what we've talked about. Know, grow, and go, right? Um, so follow with me. I'm going to read a couple scriptures, um, and then we're going to talk a little bit more. Um, I love it. It's in Timothy, um, chapter 6, verses 11 and 12. You're not going to be able to follow along with me. I'm going to go kind of fast. I'll try to slow down. Um, but so it says, Timothy, you are God's man. So run from all these errors. Instead, chase after true holiness, justice, faithfulness, love, hope, and tender humility. This is the part I want to get to. So fight with faith for the winner's prize. Lay your hands upon eternal life. Do you guys know what eternal life is? If you don't, I'll tell you. Um, it says eternal life in John 17, 3. Eternal life means to know and experience you as the only true God and to know and experience Jesus Christ as the Son whom you've sent. Right? To know and experience is both. Right? Um, and then so the verse that we've been talking about for this year um, Daniel 11, 32, and 33, um, but I believe it's especially 32. So, but the people who know their God shall prove themselves strong and shall stand firm and do great exploits for God. Um, that's eternal life is to know God, to know God. It's not even healing the sick. That's a part of it, and we're going to see that happen this morning, but it's to know God, and I have a passion to know him. Um, it's important to know what he's like. It's also important to know what he's not like. It's important to know who, what's him and important to know what's not him. Um, because the battle, right, is not against flesh and blood. Um, I have way too many verses. I'm just going to come out. Um, the battle's not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, principalities, and authorities in high places, right? The Bible says that when Jesus died on the cross, he finished the devil, right? The, the, the physical manifestation, he's lost his power, all right? And so it's our job to enforce it on this earth, okay? The highest place on the body is the head when you're standing up, okay? The battle is in the mind. It starts there. It's in the belief system. And so what I want to do is stir up your faith to believe that God is who he says he is in the word. Um, I don't know if you, any of you are aware of, of Smith Wigglesworth. Um, I've read a decent amount of him uh, this week especially. But he says this, Oh, if you would only believe God, what would happen? The greatest things. Some have never tasted the grace of God, have never had the peace of God. Unbelief robs them of these blessings. It is possible to hear and yet not conceive the truth. It is possible to read the word and not share in the life it brings. It is necessary for us to have the Holy Ghost to unfold the word and bring us the life that is Christ. We can never fully understand the wonders of this redemption until we are full of the Holy Ghost. Come on, make us a people of faith, Jesus. 
So, so what's God like? If, if knowing is where it starts, before we can be strong and before we can do great exploits, right? What is, know, what is God like? Well, we know he's love, right? And we can go there. But I think I want to take care of some lies that we've believed, um, especially when it comes to healing and when it comes to, um, man, it, it makes me so mad when I see God getting blamed for the devil stuff. I don't like it. It makes me crazy um, because I have experienced both sides of that, um, and I'm not going back. Uh, Man, I almost fell on the floor when I was working uh, and listening to this verse um, that came in. In Isaiah 54, verse 9, it says this. This exile is just like the days of Noah for me. This is Isaiah talking. I promise, no, it's God talking. I promise then that the waters of Noah would never again flood the earth. I'm promising now no more anger. You're not guilty anymore. If you are covered by the blood, right, the wrath of God was satisfied at the cross. End of story. We have to wrap that up, put it in here, and don't ever let go of it. Mm-hmm. That's where it starts, man. <laughs> Isaiah 54, that's probably, I got him in chunks, so it's probably 11. If anyone attacks you, don't for a moment suppose that I sent them. That's good. Did you guys know what life stands for in Life Church? I found that out this morning. Kind of on my own, but then I figured Dan had acronyms for almost everything, so I asked him. I was close, but we hear people talking about living in the fullness of everything Jesus paid for on the cross. Life stands for living in fullness every day. And I think it's important for us to remember that. If we're a part of this house, we need to hear that over and over and over again because culture and environment, right, is everything, yeah. right? Getting on, the world, right, is looking for the sons and daughters to be revealed. And when we become one, then he becomes manifest in a way like never before. That's what I want, man. I want that for my kids. I want that for my grandkids. Uh, so who is Jesus? The expressed image of the invisible God. He's, that's God in flesh. So what did he do? He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He cast out demons. He set captives free. He broke off lies. That's what he did, and that's who our God is. He never changes. Yeah. <laughs> Wonder who the thief is. The thief has only one thing in mind, John 10.10. 10. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. But I have come to give you everything in abundance. More than you expect. What do you expect? I think it's time to raise our expectations. It's time to raise my expectations. I've told probably half a dozen people this week, I'm, I'm as excited as anybody, I think, to hear what comes out of my mouth. <laughs> like, there's so much rolling around in here that it's just a matter of getting in the environment 
feeling the Holy Spirit and then going, God, what do you want to breathe on? What do you want to go with? I mean, this, the word is full. We could be here forever. And it, I mean, wages war against Dan all the time. Being here forever, right? I mean, you just want to keep talking. He himself, in 1 Peter 2, it says, he himself carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we would be dead to sin and live for righteousness. Our instant healing flowed from his woundings. The communion, right? Bread, cup, blood for the forgiveness of sins. What's the body for? Well, it's just bread. It goes with it. That's what I always thought because it's for healing. It's for your healing. You're not, you're not sick. You're not in pain because God wants you in pain. It's there because the snake slithers, bites us, and gets us to blame God. And we're going to stop that today. That spirit of unbelief, that spirit of fear, it goes. He's a loving God. He loves you guys. He loves us immensely. When I was sitting there, I, oh, by the way, feel free to get healed while I'm talking. That's totally fine because the Holy Spirit's here, right? He's the one that heals, right? When, you're, when, you're, when the prayer team comes up, if there's people who are within 10 or 15 minutes from here, text them. Tell them to come. Why not? The prayer and faith will make the sick person well. And if you can't get him here, I'm sure if you call him on the phone, the prayer team will still pray for him. Right? If those words come, believe. Because it's what happens. The battle's here. It's up here. Do we believe that God wants to heal the sick or not? We pray for the dead to be raised. Well, some of us might. But what do we do if they, they get raised? Are you prepared for that? Because if you are, you believe he's going to raise the dead. Faith looks like something. It looks like something. It expects something. It pulls on heaven and says, this is what you said. Now, I'm going to believe it, and I'm going to go after it, and I have to be willing to look foolish if this doesn't happen. I love what Tim said. He's got a good name, by the way. Um, Tim Wood. When he said, you know, we all love the miracle. We all love the solution to the impossible situation. Very few of us are okay with the impossible. You have to have it, right? Dan said the storm's coming. The storm is coming to both the one that was built on the rock and the one that was built on sand. Do you know the difference that Jesus told me? Well, I shouldn't say that. I feel like, <laughs> right, this morning or last night, the rock and sand. What's the difference? What's the difference between a rock and sand? It's broken up into little pieces. It's disjointed rocks. If the battle's in the mind, and you're going to be built on the rock, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. There is one way. There's one way. He's Jesus. That's the rock. Everything flows through him, right? When you have thoughts that are full of doubt, 
that are full of fear, that are full of regret, that are full of shame, right? It breaks apart the rock and it becomes sand. We talk about foundations. You have to have that solidified. If you have a broken foundation, I'm here to tell you that the blood of Jesus will coagulate around every single piece of sand that you have. And the pressure, the pressure that he took on the cross will push all of those together and create a rock that we often call a diamond. I thought that was good. I had like 50 of these this week, and I had to figure out what I'm going to say. Who forgives every one of your iniquities and heals every one of your diseases. Psalm 91 has been rocking me recently. Verse 9 and 10 said this, When we live our lives within the shadow of God most high, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. What? And then it gets better. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. His will, his will is life and life abundantly. Right? So we need to, to be a people. We are a people, and we are growing into that to be a people that believe that he's a God who heals, and he is a God of life. If you have stuff in your life that is death, loss, or destruction, it's a dead giveaway that the enemy hates you. Okay? And that means that there is redemption. There is healing. There is freedom for you in Christ. So we're going to take those little pieces of sand. We're going to apply the blood of Jesus to them. And we're going to see them coagulate into the rock. And he's going to heal people. Body, soul, and spirit. He's a sozo God. He doesn't just do part. Right? He does body, soul, and spirit. Right? I don't care how he heals us. In Psalms it says he's a thousand ways to heal his people. thousand ways. He loves to heal his people. He's a God of healing. You, it is, I'm just going to say this definitively, it is God's will to heal you. That kind of pain is not from God. Ever. Now, the discipline that he might give us, right, the uncom- it's not pleasant. That's a, I'm not talking about that. That will heal you too in a separate way, right? But he loves to do it, and he's always full of love and grace. Jesus was full of grace and truth, and the truth sets you free. <laughs> the apostles went out announcing the good news everywhere, as the Lord himself consistently worked with them, validating the message they preached with miracle signs that accompanied them. The word is being preached. The word will continue to be preached in this house. It's being preached all over the world on this day. Okay? And miracle signs are going to accompany them. These signs will follow those who believe. They will drive out demons in the miracle, in the power of my name. They will speak in tongues. They will be supernaturally protected from snakes and from drinking anything poisonous. Wouldn't recommend it, but if it happens, he'll protect you. And they will lay hands on the sick and heal them. Because why? The one who is living in you is 
greater than the one who is in the world. So I'm going to pray for your minds. I'm going to pray for all of it, right? And then we're going to go and we're going to pray for the bodies and we're going to touch them and we're going to see him heal. And then we're going to keep doing it. And we're going to do it at our workplaces. And we're going to do it at our schools. And we're going to do it at our homes. We're going to do it in the grocery places. That's what's coming. I want that more. And you know what? Faith can grow. Faith's a muscle. So let's exercise it. Don't be afraid of anything else, right? The prayer of faith, right? I'm not going to teach on this, but I just want to put this in real quick. When you come up to get prayer, right, the limiting factor is not your faith. Let the people praying for you, they have faith to see you healed. The dead boy did not have faith to get healed. But when Jesus shows up, he heals. All right? So just receive. And receive whatever he brings, and don't stop until it's done. I'm not giving you permission to not get healed today. But I am saying, if you don't get 100% healed, you better keep going after it. It's not because you're at fault for something necessarily. Let's just grow in faith together and see the world be filled with his glory. If you want more faith, if you want those pieces of sand to be put back together more, if any of this resonated with you in a special way, we can holy, feel the Holy Spirit breathing on it. If your heart's pounding, right? I'm going to ask you to stand up. And I'm going to pray for you. And then we'll keep going. So if that's you, would you please stand up? If it's everybody, that's fine. If it's nobody, that's okay too. If any of this, what I'm talking about, hits you, I'm standing up too. But we will be a people of faith. We will be, and we won't go back till we see his kingdom made manifest in us and then through us. Yeah, so if you can put your hands out or on your heart. Holy Spirit, thank you for being here. Touch us in Jesus' name. Speak truth to the lies. Bring light where there is darkness. Bring hope where there has been discouragement. Bring healing where there is pain. Renew our minds. In Jesus' name, let us never be the same again. Amen.